0: Thank you. Welcome to NPI Tech Guys, your go-to radio show for cutting-edge managed IT services. Are you tired of unresponsive slow service from your current IT provider? Discover a world where network security, data protection, and expert support come together seamlessly. Stay tuned to learn how to transform your IT experience and never worry about downtime again. Call us at 866-986-NEWS, and let's make IT great together.
1: Happy to have you along, my fellow tech enthusiasts. I'm Sam Bushman. I've got Jay Harrison with me. Welcome, sir. Hi, you guys. How's it going? Fantastic. And of course, I've got Chris Adams with me, NPI as well. Uh, Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Excited to be here. We have talked about security on this broadcast over the years quite a bit. But we're upping our game on those discussions. One, we've got a better team than ever to keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. But number two, it's becoming more and more a central issue for the average American. You know, before it was just kind of like, oh, big business got hacked. Now it's everybody's um, really uh, in the crosshairs of these evil people that are trying to, um, you know, steal your data and destroy your life. And, uh, you know, ill-gotten gain on, on your losses, et cetera. So we're making it more and more of an important discussion on your radio. And the first topic we have today to continue on from last episode, it's a cybersecurity. You know, a lot of people do training for this. They're really trying to help. But you know what? Oftentimes it fails. And it costs you big when it fails. We want to dig into that a little bit to make sure that when you do training, when you do educate, when you do uh, share the word, you know, kind of get people up to speed on a lot of these things, that you do it right
2: so that it doesn't kind of backfire, Chris? Absolutely. We, we do a lot of cybersecurity training for our clients. And one of the biggest things we've noticed is when that training, it lacks the relevance, you know, when training is not tailored to the specific roles or need of that company or the attendees, when it seems irrelevant, they tend to disengage and they don't finish the training. So they don't get the proper training that they need when uh, they, they disengage and just there's not relevant to them. I find
1: one of the best ways And I don't like quizzes, but I do like follow-ups, right? And one of the best ways that I know to to make sure anything gets completed all the way is continued follow-ups. Have um, delivery points, if you will, deliverables to say, look, we've got everybody that has watched this video now. We've got everybody that's, um, you know, through this now. We've got everybody that's gone through, for example, if you're in a password manager and they've looked and they've made sure none of their passwords are used uh, more than once good do we have that done and and i think the the landmarks if you will with deliverables of you know what this is complete this is complete this is complete along the way is one of the ways to kind of regulate and control that believe it or not where i learned that is in the construction business you know they release money on draws when you get the foundation for the house done they'll release some money when you get the framing done they'll release some money when you get the electrical work they'll release some money and, and so controlling that training uh, by milestones and accomplishments and, and Items complete is one great way to ensure that number one, the changes are being made, and number two,
2: people get it. Chris, absolutely. We have a reporting when when we do the training, we have reports we can show the managers. Hey, this uh, client did you know went this far in their program? This uh, employee went this far in their program, and when the when in there's infrequency in training, uh, you know that affects it because cybersecurity threats evolve rapidly. If the training's not up to date or the employees, you know, not equipped to to recognize it because they haven't finished the training, that creates a cybersecurity hole in your company. And those holes uh, happen
1: without even intending it. You know, you might say, Well, look, we trained on this a year ago, or we worked on this big time two years ago. That's great. But I think even small snippets of training consistently matter more, Jay.
0: I would agree with that. I, I've seen a lot of training um, you know, videos and, and follow-ups and quizzes are good. Some of the best training I've seen in IT, though, is active training, where they where they actually send phishing emails randomly um, within a certain time or or an indefinite time. To employees to your employees and the payloads there they are there are payloads attached they're innocuous you know they, they don't do anything other than let the people know that somebody fell for a link they actually clicked on this or they tried to install this thing and it keeps when you're yeah a message when your comes up on
1: the screen and says
0: got them yeah when even when your employees know <laughs> that they're a little more active they're proactive they're cautious about things as they should be there's a lot of different ways to train and some of those are really effective chris
2: Yeah, I've been reading a book. It was called uh, "Never Split the Difference," and it's it's the um, it's an FBI agent that that does negotiation. And what he was talking about was there was a huge difference between the hands-on training they have with real, you know, threat negotiation situations, and a place like Harvard that does theoretical you know um thinking so there's a big difference in hands-on training that they get in there they they get in the use and they see as opposed to just watching videos and more of a theoretical situation like i said did they click on the link oh crap i just got uh i would have in you know actual hands-on where they see they would have gotten hit right there rather than just watching videos yeah i'll give you
1: an example to make that point a real hands-on and see if people are paying attention and actively engaged uh, I send out to some of my clients uh, a little training on security. I'll highlight something that happened in the news. So-and-so got hacked or whatever. And in those uh, little articles, oftentimes they have what needs to be done to mitigate that, to prevent that, or what could have happened to have prevented it. They give you some tips and solutions. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll basically take a, a slice of that article and say, hey, this came from the New York Times or wherever so people know that it's credible. And then I'll kind of modify it slightly to make sure that it, that it relates to our company and, and, and gives people things to do. And then I'll send it out as kind of an, an IT alert. But what I do is to make sure people are reading It's right in the middle of the newsletter somewhere. I'll just have a little thing that says, Left print, first person to contact me that reads this gets free lunch. Right, print.
0: I've seen those before from and Sam. Then, <laughs> and then you're reading this thing,
1: and it's all about, t- and you don't have any idea that I put that in there, and the people that pay attention get lunch, and the rest are like, hmm. And I know who isn't paying attention, because who wouldn't call me or text me or email me and go, you said I get free lunch? You're darn right, I did. That's a tiny price to pay for real education to make sure people are paying attention, Chris. Yeah.
2: Did you read the email? Yeah, I read the email. Email. Yeah, yeah well, we're you not did, at huh? lunch. <laughs> wow.
1: There's did you get free lunch? Later. What are you talking about? <laughs> and that's not really a test because you don't have to, you know, prepare, study for anything. It's not a, we're going to have you just study a bunch of stuff and try to puke it up or regurgitate it for a test. It isn't any of that. But are you paying attention? If you are, you'll contact me for lunch and say, Am I first?
0: So, how many I'll people? I'll say, No, you're second. No, you're second, but you get lunch too. Good work, is so what I say. So, how many people do you think after that happens start reading Sam's email from front to back? <laughs> <laughs> but that is the quintessential point we're making, Chris, is that we want people to pay
2: attention to me engaged. And, and you, you made a real good point when you said you know, <clears> that overloading information is also just as destructive. You, we all see the picture where it's got the, the fire hose, you know, spraying at the guy in his mouth. And it's like, you know, there's way too much information at once sometimes. And so spreading out the training where it's bite-sized digestible information is also very effective as opposed to everything at once. And I like that little bit by a little bit because oftentimes
1: people just can't comprehend what you're talking about. They're like, Sam, I know you mentioned a password manager. I don't even have one. Where do I get one? Sam, I know you mentioned changing your main password and making sure that it's long and detailed. But, man, I I don't even know how to make a long password, Sam. And I know you mentioned something about the dark web and making sure that – I know you mentioned not using my passwords twice, but, man, I don't – you got to help people with these bite-sized chunks, and that's what I meant by these milestones that you kind of show accomplishments, and that's part of what your reporting is about. Uh, that we use at NPI, Chris.
2: Absolutely, their reporting is very, very important to get to the management. They know who is at what level, and and even with this technology, what we need to as, as we're we talked about this on the last episode as well is relying too much on technology. Sometimes, you know, look, we, we believe that the firewalls in place that we don't have to do anything. You know, that can be a big failure downfall for us. You know, when we believe technology is going to save us from this, no, there is also the human, we talked about the human piece of it are is our biggest weakness. And so relying on technology creates that big hole of, you know, I am responsible to also make sure things are safe as too, and that means the knowledge you know gaps filling those up for myself
1: now yes humans can be the weakest link in security but they can also be the strongest link in security if they're educated if they're savvy if they're kind of caught up I remember one time uh, an employee was told by an email to go get a gift card from whatever and they were literally driving to the store and they called up somebody else on our team and they said, hey man, I'm going to the store to do this. And they're like, wait, 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 wait stop, hold on, turn around. And somebody else was smart enough because they were, they were educated from some of my newsletters, some of my tips coming out, some of my, and they basically said to the other person, listen, come back. It's probably not real. Send me the email. And they literally stopped it from happening real time uh, with that education. So yes, humans can be the biggest weakness. They can also be your greatest
0: strength and protection too, Jay. That's right. They are, and I I, I like what you said about, um, you know, little bits of information and, and keeping it active in the forefront of their minds. You could, you know, you could send your employee off on a on a weekend retreat, but in six months, it's not going to have that big of an impact. Whereas if you're continually reminding people and letting people know and keeping it in the forefront of their minds, I think it's going to have a greater impact over the years.
1: Not only are people uh, your biggest strengths oftentimes, but I think it's important to realize that, uh, you know what everybody is at a different place in their training. And one of the things that we teach people in training to do from a security point of view is if you are in doubt, check it out. Okay. If you are, um, you know what? I don't know much about tech. I'm just a warehouse guy, or I'm a, this person that, and I'm not downing those careers. I'm just saying they may not be the most technically advanced folks, but they're like, you know what this happened or that happened. Or My team is taught to, you know, what? come to me and ask me, Sam is this spam Sam is this a problem Sam should I do this Sam this is what it's asking can I do that um, and you can start to get feedback and eventually you can train your managers and some of the more tech savvy people on teams in your company and they can start to help people and pretty soon there's this whole resource matrix we've built that provides even greater protection Chris
2: and as an MSP company I would much rather you come and ask us is this a you know? Is this a safe link or is this not a safe link? Then you know that we could look at it because I'd rather tell you it's a not safe link than have you click on it and and get compromised. But that just asking there that educates uh, you know the employee as well. A- absolutely, hundred percent. Always. All safer right, to ask. ladies and it's always safe to ask.
0: That. And I, I, another thing that I tell our team is if you didn't seek it out, don't don't click on it. Right? If you get a link from something or tracking them, if you're if you if that wasn't initiated by you in, or, or a cursor pack or whatever it is, somebody's offering you something, that's a big red flag. That's a huge red flag. And, it's, and like Chris said, it's always better to ask. You can ask, or rather you ask a thousand different things and it'd all be fine than to have one breach. And one of the worst things that can happen is if you are wondering about something, you don't ask, you
2: click on it, then nothing happens and then you don't tell anybody. Yeah, You're exactly. Like, oh, maybe that wasn't. Whoa, that was probably the biggest red flag right there.
1: Amen to that. Like I say, when in doubt, check it out. And if you get something that you don't know, either ask somebody else. Always wise. IT teams, just a just a click, a phone call away. Easier to access than ever before. Um, But also one of the things to do is if you get something, check it out another way. Don't click on a link or call the phone number in the email. If it's about your credit card, you know what? Look on the back of your credit card and get the number that you know is legitimate. Great advice. Or if it's a a partner that you work with or a company that you work with or a vendor or somebody, go to your own database and look up their phone number and call them up and say, hey, did you guys send this thing? Uh, Just a little bit of due diligence goes a huge way in preventing these kind of things. And I'm telling you right now, um what do they say a pound an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure oh boy when it comes to security that's in spades chris absolutely 100 percent with that all right one of the biggest security issues to relate to i mean there's everything matters but you know what getting your um Alexa hacked might not be as important as getting your bank hacked, for instance. So the security tip we have is: there's a shocking truth about bank fraud that people really kind of need to understand and know about too. Your banking transactions are some of your most financial and health transactions are probably some of the most important need to be secure transactions we've got, Chris.
2: One hundred percent, because this this is this is your livelihood. This is your money. This is this is serious uh, serious situations. How do we uh, understand then,
1: when we talk about the shocking truth about bank fraud, one of the shocking truths is that it's humans that don't pay attention well enough, believe it or not, lead to the greatest amount of bank fraud there is. Humans that are lax, that either one, do things they're not supposed to and or don't protect when they should, things that are are of that kind of serious nature. It almost reminds me of parking in the big city and leaving your doors unlocked for your car and the keys in the ignition, rolling into the store and no one's at your car. I mean, it's just an accident waiting to happen, people it's like that chris
2: what well, one of the biggest frauds that we see time over time in our clients is when they get a phishing email that says hey you know they've gotten information they know you're going to make a payment to maybe a thirty thousand dollar payment to a project they know it's going to happen because they've been sitting there they've been looking at your emails they know it now what they will do is they'll send in a, an email in there say like look i know acting as if they were going to be the receiving uh, check. Say, look, I know we were going to send it this one, but I need you to send it over to this account instead. So they hijack that account, and, and someone that's unknowing, someone that doesn't ask, you know, and double-check on that, sends the check to the new place, and then it's gone.
1: Yeah. It's gone, and oftentimes it's almost impossible to get back. Sadly, these people are crime syndicates, especially when it comes to finance. These crime syndicates have ways
0: to where you'll never get your money back, oftentimes. Jay? It is impossible. In fact, one of the things that I recently learned from reading one of Chris's articles uh, that you can sign up for at NetworkProvidersInc.com is if a hacker takes money from your business account, The bank is not responsible for replacing it. And if you don't believe me, you can go to your bank and ask what their policy is on refunding stolen money from your account. Many people think that, like, FDIC protects you or something. It does not. That protects the bank from insolvency, but not from hackers stealing money from especially your business account. Now, some banks
1: in good faith will help you and do their very best. Banks are getting very good at minimizing and mitigating the risk as well. Oftentimes, if there's uh, you know big transactions and or a lot of transactions or unexpected transactions, they will kind of notify, notify you or deny transactions. They're trying to help the best they can. But ultimately, it's your money, your bank account, and your responsibility, Chris.
2: And i don't want to give you know look the two factor authentication is huge we had this situation where uh a guy was in his uh, a business meeting and a little alert on his phone came up and said hey you just logged into your bank account you know hey uh we need this here's the four digit code to send he's like okay i didn't do that i'm sitting here he called his wife right there in the meeting you know, said did you try to get in our bank account no he's like oh i better go change my password he walks back to his computer at work changes his password uh to his bank account as he's walking back to the meeting ding well, you just tried to ask your account here's your four-digit code you know again it happened again what happened was his work computer was compromised and the hacker just sat there and watched. Oh, Hey, he put in a new password. I've got it again. But had that two-factor authentication or multi-factor not been there, they would have just had immediate
0: access to his account again. That saved his bacon. Yes, it did.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we want to do on your radio is save your bacon. This training that we provide uh, with an IT company near you in Utah, Network Providers, Inc., network providers inc.com You can sign up for our newsletter. You can be caught up to speed on this. Look, just a, a little bit a day. A little, you know what? Read a little tip we get out every day. Listen to the uh, tech watch. We keep an eye on tech, so you don't have to. Every it, it doesn't take much time. It's consistency in the training that really is the key to success. Before you know it, it's like you know when you start with something, you just think I'll never get that done. Think of a stick shift car. You know when you're a little kid, you're like, man, I'll never learn to to you know do the clutch and the brake and steer and do the gas and Uh, And then it's like, how does dad do that and drink a shake and eat a hamburger and talk to mom at the same time? What the heck? But before you know it, you work at it and pretty soon you got it going on at second nature. And that's really uh, what the training we provide. um, We hope to accomplish with that. I think a little bites at a time and consistency is the key to the exercise. Thanks for listening. If you want to sign up NPI techguys.com for the podcast. NetworkProvidersInc.com for the newsletter and more. You are listening to TechWatch Radio.